We're here with Lester Lusher, PhD student in economics here at UC Davis. We spoke to him a couple of weeks ago to share about his uh, research on motivating students by allowing them to bet money on whether or not they can increase their GBAs. And today, he's here to talk to us about a working paper titled TAs Like Me about the effect of ethnicity between students and teaching assistants. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you're trying to do and the data you've gathered so far. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, so this project I've been working on for about a year and a half with my advisor, Scott Carroll, as well as a former graduate student here, Douglas Campbell. And basically, we got this uh, administrative data from an uh, anonymous university that uh, had, amongst other things, students' grades and TAs assigned to those uh, classes for the grades that they got. And um, we basically ran some simple uh, regressions, some simple statistics to look at uh, how does the TA race influence students' grades? And more interestingly, how does the TA's race influence students' grades when the TA's race interacts with the students' race? So not just do students do better or worse with TAs of different ethnicities, but do they do better when they have TAs of similar ethnicities or different ethnicities? And, um, you know, so we, we kind of had the data actually to look at some other research questions. This wasn't our primary research question, but it was something mm -hmm. that was easy to look at. And we found uh, some significant increases in student performance and students' grades in classes when the TAs for the class were of similar race as themselves. So what, what were you uh, initially interested in? Yeah, so initially we got this data to look at um, time to degree and college completion rates. Uh -huh. um, we were just simply interested in what kind of factors determine whether a student graduates within four years or whether they graduate at all. And then, um, and then actually Douglas Campbell knew I had this data and approached me and said, hey, um, you know, I think we should try to also look at this TA race factor. And uh, if, I, if I collect all the data and, and clean it and whatnot, then let's look at it. And I said, okay, sure, as long as you do that part of the work, then why not, you know? <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, the, the reason he looked, he was interested in looking at it, and I was interested in it too, is because we just kind of, we're both graduate student TAs, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and we've, we've kind of seen things where uh, race might proxy for other things, but we've seen things where race might matter. And so all these sort of anecdotes and all these eyeball tests that we had seen uh, led us to think that it might be worth investigating with the data set that we had. And, uh, and lo and behold, we found some pretty significant effects, uh, statistically significant effects. And so then, then a paper blossomed from there. And that's, that was about, uh, the, not last summer, but the summer before that when we first saw some effects. And then the last year, we've been making sure it's robust and it's true and it's not just correlation and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. So how significant an effect do you see when students and TAs are the same race? Good question. So um, first of all, we should say that uh, we don't see any differential behavior in whether the student decides to stay in the class or not. So a student enrolls in a class. As soon as they enroll in the class, we see them in our data, and we can see whether they decide to drop it or not later. Mm -hmm. And we don't see that they're more or less likely to drop it based on their TA's race. But what we do see is in GPA units, roughly a 0 0.07 GPA unit increase that we predict when a student has TAs who are uh, of similar race as opposed to dissimilar race. So it's actually not huge. Uh, if you put that into what's called the standardized units so that we can kind of compare that to other studies, for example, mm -hmm. it's still smaller than most studies, but it's certainly not zero. It's, um, so for example, so basically in our study, it's around 7% of a standard deviation increase. And uh, in other studies, for example, that look at professor quality, 
So one paper that looks at if, a, if you have a, a professor who has a, a one standard deviation increase in their quality, then you could predict a roughly 15% standard deviation increase in grades. So this effect is roughly half of this professor quality effect, just for comparison. Interesting. So did you initially go after race as a factor um, because you thought it'd be low-hanging fruit and easy to check, or was there something about it that jumped out at you? When Doug came to me and said, let's look at TAs, race was, was one that really jumped off. The, I mean, that was the factor that we wanted to look at. Doug and I are both in the economics department, which is on the TA end of things, very racially diverse. There's actually, um, uh, I want to say there are more Asian TAs than non-Asian TAs, for example. There are very many uh, European TAs as well, many English second language TAs. And so we knew right off the bat that if something's going to come up, it's going to be uh, this kind of sort of race channel. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that there were anecdotes that kind of motivated us to look at it, look into this. And, uh, you know, one of them was sometimes you hear office hours being taught in other languages other than English. You know, we say, hey, that's the racial interaction effect right there. You know, if, if, if you're a Chinese student and you have a Chinese speaking TA, you might be more uh, likely to go to their office hour, which is actually what we find. We, we look at attendance as well. And uh, because they share a similar language or because they teach in a certain style that you're comfortable with. Another thing we actually were interested in was gender as well. Uh, mm -hmm. We thought gender might matter. And so actually, we're still looking into gender in terms of, you know, sort of the, the regressions, the analysis, it's, it's, it's the same thing, right? So it's, it's the same process, uh, but, but the results are a little bit more tricky. So we're, we're still looking into that. We what have, makes them trickier? Basically, the results are more sensitive to sort of the specification that we do. So mm -hmm. under some sort of uh, analyses, uh, we sometimes we find no effect, and under some analyses, we, find, we do find an effect. And so we have to sort of exercise our judgment uh, on, on why is it inconsistent across the different specifications. This is all for the gender results yeah. and, uh, and, and whether it's still worth pursuing. For the gender, actually, we find opposite gender effects. Um, students actually do better when they have TAs of opposite gender. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, interesting. But, yeah, think about that for a second. But we, <laughs> we don't talk about that in the paper at all. And uh, we're, again, we we're kind of have that on the shelf for now because um, because we we're not comfortable enough yet saying that that's for mm -hmm. sure the truth. We have to make sure, you know, that's not driven by some other variable, you know, some omitted variable. So that's um, good. That's a, it's interesting. Scientific yeah. rigor is important. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The race the race result is obviously enough for us to come out and say, hey, this is something that's important at least in our set. And it's, it's also important not just to say, hey, we predict increases in grades when students have the same race as their TAs, but we want to say why, right? You know, because you could think of lots of, you know, quote unquote, good stories, and you could think of all kinds of bad stories as well. And so if you do want to do some sort of policy or anything like that, you have to understand what are the mechanisms that are driving it. And so our paper also tries to investigate the mechanisms. And, uh, you know, un unfortunately, we don't have sort of a... a, a we don't take a stand on one end or the other on whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. We kind of provide evidence that suggests it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. It, it could um, be a bad thing that the, the effect exists? Basically, the effects are driven by things that we would normatively say that's not a good reason to have boosts in grades. So, mm -hmm. so I'll talk a little bit more about that. So first of all, another thing we look at is student attendance. So we conducted this audit study where we had undergraduates actually uh, go into different uh, discussion sections and record attendance by gender and by race, uh, broad racial categories, because it's not easy to tell just by looking at someone sometimes. Yeah. And we found that even as soon as the second week of school, that students are more likely to attend their TA's discussion sections 
and office hours if the TA is of similar races themselves. And in this setting, attendance is optional. And so we, we kind of s- interpreted that as, you know, quote unquote, a good thing. You know, um, uh, you feel more comfortable with your TA. And so for whatever reason or another, you're going to go because because they have a similar race. So, we, so so that's that's sort of, you know, maybe a good story. Going back to the sample, that is the pri- that's uh, the main the main part of the analysis. We also, uh, after the fact, asked all the professors who taught classes in our sample to complete a survey. OK, and then the survey asked the professors for each class that you taught please answer each of the following two questions. What fraction of your class's exams were multiple choice versus short answer? And did you share a copy of the exam with your TAs prior to the exam date? Of course, not every professor participated in the survey, but actually mm-hmm. we got a good amount of responses. I think it was close to 60% of the total sample. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, and both of those questions ended up being significant predictors of the racial interaction effect. First of all, we find that the racial interaction effect is stronger when the TAs were given copies of the exam prior to the exam date. Now, we kind of take that evidence and we couple it with the attendance evidence. And we kind of say, well, and this was the motivation for the question, well, TAs, when they know what's going to be on the exam, they can't help but sort of teach to the exam. You know, they, they then teach their discussion sections and then they say, if I were you students, I would really understand this material. And if a student asks them a question, hey, TA, is this going to be on the exam? You go, well, maybe, maybe not, you know. And so <laughs> if you give TAs a copy of the exam, we say, you know, maybe subconsciously, they're more likely to divulge information that's pertinent to the exam. Mm-hmm. And who are the students that are asking the TAs for this information? The ones who go to discussion sections, yeah. the ones that go to office hours. So, you know, that result was un- unsurprising to us. And finally, going to the multiple choice, we found that the results were driven in classes where the exams were were predominantly not multiple choice, predominantly essay-based, short answer, long answer, critical thinking. Because there's a lot more subjectivity in grading. Right? <laughs> That's one story. There's, so, we, so in the paper, we highlight two stories as a result of what we found there. Um, one of them is, yes, maybe it's a subjectivity in grading. And we don't, we, and we highlight that in the paper, but we don't think it's necessarily a look at the person who filled out the exam and then give them some more benefits or give them more harm. It could very much be, and this is true in when we talk to our to TAs, it very much could be that when a student of a particular race takes an essay-based exam, they are likely to write it in some format that is graded more favorably by a TA of similar race. Mm-hmm. So you think about, for example, someone who uh, speaks English for a second language. If a student whose uh, second language is English writes an essay, it could be that a TA who's of similar race uh, is more forgiving of an essay that's maybe written in, in poorer English than someone who is uh, who has English as their first language, and that could explain this result, right? Mm. So it's not necessarily this conscious, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I-, I wasn't trying to impugn right, right, right. the honor. Well, I, I think anybody. it's very important to talk about because it's 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 uh, your initial right, the thing you said right off the bat is oh it's because of grading, and that's actually what a lot of a uh, lot of people have said as well. It could also just be a proxy for um, the type of thinking that goes into the class. Uh, so classes that are multiple choice tend to be very objective, straightforward, memorization maybe. Um, and then short answer, long answer essays are more you know, critical thinking. Do you really understand this material? Show me that you understand this material. And we say, hey, it could be that critical thinking is fostered more in environments like office hours and discussion sections. And therefore, once again, uh, the students who do better in that Those are the ones who go to the office better. hours and whatnot. Yeah. So, so yeah, we don't, we don't, it's it's obviously very difficult to 
conclude this yeah. is what's driving it or not. Uh, but we, we, we try to offer some evidence that it's it could be any of these different channels, um, mm -hmm. these differential grading versus sort of we call role model effect. When you're TAs of similar race, you kind of look up to them you're, and you're inspired by them to try harder. And we also say it could be a match quality effect. You know, it's just just there are some things that TAs of particular race do that uh, that students of the same race like. And it's just a good match. Mm -hmm. So that that's pretty much the paper. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I noticed when I was reading the abstract that um, you were you're only looking at, at Asians versus non-Asians, right? Um, not necessarily. No. So our main categorization is Asian versus non-Asian. That's that's correct. Which of course is all students, right? It's it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's always relative to an omitted. So it's, if we look at Asian students, it's relative to non-Asian students. But we do other classifications as well. We do Caucasian versus non-Caucasian. Mm -hmm. Same effect. We do uh, finer racial categorization. So we do white, Hispanic, Southeast Asian, East Asian, mm -hmm. and again, results are all very similar and robust across these different racial categorizations that we uh, consider. You know, we kind of went with Asian, non-Asian in our main specification because that kind of split the sample almost perfectly 50 50 so in our in our setting uh um in our setting asians are are the majority here and they're almost almost 50 percent both on the student and the ta side are asian mm -hmm. uh, but but you know again if we if we if we split it by different races it doesn't it doesn't actually matter interesting because i mean there are you know there are a lot of uh, linguistic and cultural differences between different groups of asians so yeah, yeah. does it really does it really not matter does like a taiwanese teaching assistant right really just a, as good no, as a chinese would, one yeah to a chinese no student? that's a that's an extremely good question that we wish we could answer and so we did try even finer so like i said we in the paper we present um east asian versus other non-east asian which is predominantly southeast asian mm -hmm. so east asian you think chinese japanese korean and then, and then all other Asians are in the other category. So when we do that, the results are still there and very significant. When we try to get even finer, just say only look at Chinese students, only look at Japanese students, um, it's just the data is not powerful enough. You start yeah. really slicing it thinner and thinner and thinner, and then you just don't have enough. Usually it's on the TA end of things. You just don't have enough Chinese TAs yeah. to identify the effect, enough Japanese TAs. So, so really, it's, it's actually just a data limitation problem. It's not, it's, uh, it's, it's, we definitely don't have an answer to that because I think a big part of it is language. You know, jumping back to the very beginning of this uh, adventure, a big motivator was language. You know, uh, yeah, you walk by office hours and you hear, and of course, of course, if it's language, it's you won't expect a Chinese student to do better with a Japanese TA, for example. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I know personally that the, probably the biggest single factor that influences whether or not a TA really helps me is their command of English. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would think that language would be... At least for me, is like the biggest single factor. Yeah, yeah, I think I think and I th I think it's huge. And um, you know, unfortunately, we don't have sort of the best. Uh, we don't we don't really have measures of of students speaking English or not in this setting. Language is very very positively correlated with race. Uh, we don't have very many, for example, Asian American TAs. They're mm -hmm. almost pre almost all the Asian TAs in this setting are international and therefore English second mm -hmm. language. We do have a lot of. Caucasian TAs who have English second language as well, so they're from Europe predominantly. But again, that's not the margin that we're discussing yeah. right now, uh, uh, typically. So, um, no, I agree, and I, th I think I think that is the biggest channel. We we again we call that the we kind of lump that in with the match quality channel. That mm -hmm. when when the TA has something that they can give the student that especially benefits that student, like sharing a language. Then, yeah, then the effects are positive. Thing. It's it, it's a yeah. good thing, exactly. Well, it, it's it's a good thing in the sense that if we can see this ahead of time, then why not put them together? 
Yeah, yeah. but I agree. I think I think language is a big one. That's what kind of kickstarted the whole journey, you know. Um, and I think that plays into the decision to attend dis- discussion sections in office hours as well. So many, you know, we've been sharing this result with all kinds of different people and different media outlets, and language always comes up. And a lot of people tell their own stories. And a lot of times the stories are, well, I, I don't even go to that person's discussion section. And they say not necessarily because of their race, but because, uh, you know, because I know that I might not understand their English or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, I, I know uh, I've been guilty of that. <laughs> exactly. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, more more work is needed for sure. And it, it, this is only a very specific setting. Right. This is actually also I should say it's also only economics classes. Uh, I could divulge that information. So it's only economics. It could be different for labs, for example. I know I know in science labs, they have a lot more interaction and attendance is mandatory, right? So if attendance mm-hmm. is mandatory, how does that change things? You know, if you're forced to go to your TA, regardless of their race or whatever you like or don't like about them. So there's there's a lot of work to be done. I think we're shedding light on something that a lot of people think about and kind of have in the back of their mind and we're able to sort of put a number to it. Again, when we talk to different people in different media outlets, as soon as they, when they talk to us, they say, well, it's just so obvious. It's like, duh, you know, it's like <laughs> everyone knows that. Um, but yet no one has, you know, done an analysis of it yet. No mm-hmm. one's, no one's put numbers to the, to the claim, you know, so to speak. So someone's got it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. And, you know, actually, we we're also really inspired by, there's a study that was released, that uh, published last year or two years ago that actually looked at uh, De Anza. So they were able to disclose a school and looked at professor racial interactions, mm-hmm. professor-student racial interactions, and they found positive gains for students taking classes with professors of similar race. We looked at that. We looked at what's going on in our hallways with, our, or with us TAs and students. We thought, hey, if anything, TA race student might matter even more because especially at a large university, uh, which 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 is what's happening to universities across the nation, they're getting bigger and bigger. You know, worse and worse uh, student teacher ratios, larger larger student student teacher ratios. You know, the the TA student interaction I think is becoming increasingly important, especially in our setting, but especially in the U.S. Yeah, I actually thought that was really interesting on a more general level. Why it is there aren't more studies of of TA student interaction specifically instead of professors? Because on a, I mean, students have a much more personal relationship with their TAs. They spend Absolutely. a lot more time with them, and it makes uh, I think it makes a much bigger difference who you're actually going and asking questions to as opposed to who is Absolutely. lecturing at you. Absolutely, at, yeah. There's 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 several. St- I would even say that the literature on professor effects is 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 un- is underwhelming. But yeah, but mo- a lot of it has looked at professor quality, professor race, professor gender, professor whatever. It's 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 shocking how little there's been on TAs, you mm-hmm. know. Uh I would say we're really kind of the first major study that looks at TAs and we choose to focus on racial interactions, but there's so many other things to consider as well. Yeah. Uh whether it's gender or whether it's evaluations or whether it's the age difference and and uh you know, you could do all kinds of qualitative work as well. So, you know, we're economists, we look at the numbers. Uh, but, you know, you could do qualitative work where you interview students and say, hey, you know, did TAs inspire you in the past? Why or why not? Uh, et cetera. But, yeah, in my personal experience as well, it's just it's impossible to talk to teachers at a public university. Yeah. You know, it's it's impossible. And so who are you going to talk to? You talk to your TAs. And uh, I'm a graduate student now, and I, I can confidently say that I was very inspired to become a graduate student because of my graduate student TAs. You know, I talked to them and said, do you think I'm qualified? Do you think et cetera? And and uh, I think I think they're immensely important. I think any research question centered on on TAs is important. And uh, for us, we focus on race. And you know, we also say this in the paper: race, the the racial composition of undergraduates and graduate students in the U.S. has changed dramatically. 
You know, if you look at 40 years ago, almost all uh, students and TAs were, were Caucasian. And now, you know, the it's just so racially diverse, not just Asian and Caucasian, but even my, more traditional minorities like Hispanics and African-Americans are attending college more and more. So it's important to look at look at these racial interactions, you know? Definitely. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is really interesting research, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, well, hopefully it'll publish. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks for that, Graham. We need to take a short break. You're listening to Radio Parallax. To analyze the soil. 